Hey friends, uh, welcome to another episode of Timmons Podcast. Um, for everyone tuning in again, I, I can't believe it. Thank you so much. Like It's cool that you've listened to more than one podcast of mine. Um, but for all new people listening, my name is Timmons and this is my podcast. Uh, I'm really excited to share this conversation today. Uh, I talked to Brian Sapp. Uh, he's a local teacher here in Goshen. Uh, he does middle school and high school something in the media i think it's it, you know um and then he also has a, a new podcast coming out called um the people in your neighborhood so you know if you guys need to listen to more podcasts definitely check that out would highly recommend it he has a lineup of really cool people coming to talk on it i've known brian for a couple of years we got connected through his going local uh it's a video media uh, social media um, thing he does that uncovers gems hidden in our own backyard, and I really have enjoyed a lot of his his uh, videos from that. It's kept me connected to Goshen while I was not in Goshen. Um, so he's he has a lot to talk about. Really wise guy, and uh, I think he is an influencer of Goshen. It's my personal belief. He wouldn't agree with me, but he's definitely influenced my life. So. Uh, I'm really excited to share this with you guys. So, without further ado, Brian Sapp. All right, we'll start. All right, Brian, welcome. Welcome. Yeah. Or, well, thank you. Thanks for yeah. having me, Tim. Well, this is awesome. <laughs> so, um, we've been friends for a little while, uh, like 2016, 2015. Yeah. Starting back when um, we did doing good for Goshen. Doing good for Goshen, which I'm repping right here. Yeah. Uh, and is it through Joe? Is that kind of how it all got started? I think so. Yeah. I don't. I met. Uh, I was doing my Going Local videos, yeah. Going Local Indiana, if you search it up. Shout out to Going Local. Um, but I was, uh, doing, I was doing a video for myself, but then also working for the Goshen News to do a video for them on the film festival. Oh, yeah. And I ran into Joe, and he complimented my camera, and, you know, it's like... It's, and doing Joe camera, things. Ca- Joe's a talker. He's yeah. a connector. You got camera envy and stuff like that, and so... <laughs> um, I don't know, and we talked, and then I, th- I think he told me about what you guys were doing, or yeah. or maybe he followed me, and so I followed him back, and uh, and I saw your guys' uh, videos. You had only done a couple at that point, and, yeah. and it was just interesting because you were doing something similar to what I was doing, just a, a different vein, like yeah. just talking about the great things in Goshen. I know that there's the good of Goshen, and I had... Um, Raphael Barahona, he runs Lightbox. Yeah. And yeah. he goes, Well, how is your stuff different than Good Goshen? And it's like, I, I don't know. I think it's just more. I think that, you know, I worked in uh, at WSBT. I worked as a journalist for 13 years. I was a, a camera guy and a producer. So, yeah. Um, and we would get tired, you know, you watch three newscasts a day, but you talk to people and they're not consuming it like you are. So it's like, right. I think it's an opportunity, just another outlet to get a voice out there to show something that's happening and, and do it in your own style. You know, get a Goshen has their own style. They do a lot of writing and right. pictures it's not and so stuff. much video work. And, and they have their own audience and yeah. it's a conglomeration of businesses and organizations that pay and work through the chamber right and so they have their audience that they feel and i have my audience and i was going for something a little bit different i loved yeah i don't know if i start going into this but i go for loved it. working i, I love being a camera guy getting out i worked with a reporter 
and being a camera guy wasn't just pressing the button. I mean, there's journalism to picking the shots and trying to tell a story visually and, um, but then also, you know, having to know what the story is and think through it and make sure that you're working with a reporter to be able to tell it Yeah. or going on my own and, and doing my own, what we would call a Nat, Nat sound peach piece, which is just natural sound where you get the sounds that are happening, but right. then talk to people and have them. It would be like um, a shot of the road as they're going by uh-huh. or whatever. And if you're going to do a piece on the bypass, you get a shot of the bypass somehow. Yeah. Right. So like, like if it was stuff. during, yeah. So it would do that or like for maybe the reporters are busy. And so I would go out and maybe there's a, it's winter and there's a crash. And so there's a backup <laughs> and maybe you get a chance to just talk to a bunch of the motorists and have them talk about you know, a bunch of sound bites together and you still got a minute and a half piece that airs that night and just shows a different perspective. But I love the human interest stories. I, yeah, not to be a vulture, but I love chasing down breaking news. I, tragedy is horrible, but yeah, people are drawn. It's the human nature to be well aware. I, anytime you see someone pulled over or a crash or whatever, we're all tr- turning our necks, trying to see what's going on. Like in you, I mean, when I'm driving, oh, yeah, I do that, yeah. So. I've become a, uh, a small scanner hound again because with the internet now you don't have to have a scanner you can just get an app oh, and really? so like i'll listen yeah every once in a while i live near main street so there's always ambulances going by and it's yeah. like they're going to the hospital and stuff but then there's some times where it's like there's a lot of sirens and so it's like oh and so i'll Let's sit on my on. front porch and i'm <laughs> yeah. like that that old man you know that i remember making fun of when i worked at the news station but um Who's listened to his little, yeah. What uh, what app do you use? It's called Broadcastify. Broadcastify. And so, okay. yeah, and it's the, and you can listen to like South Bend. There's a bunch of agencies now that are on it. And so it's, it's just interesting to listen to. Sometimes you can't understand what's going on. But yeah. They probably use code words. And they stuff use like codes too. and stuff, which you can look up online. You can look up what is, you know, the Indiana listen. codes and stuff like that. And when I was working at the TV station, I would just learn to, to listen to it and stuff like that. And sometimes it's just background noise and then it's, you do it enough and you can hear a change in their voice or a certain tone. Really? Or, like, so, and so then you're, and then you just, you kind of key in yeah. and then just, you're just listening or you hear a word, you hear like a, a signal, whatever. And like, you look at the producer and you're like, did I just hear that? And, and then you listen and sometimes it turns out to be something and not, sometimes not, but yeah. Um, so, so you guys would just like sit around and listen, but yeah, I mean the producers, was that part of your job? it was part of my job. Yeah. I was, um, when I be, in addition to be a cameraman, I was a assignment editor and that's a fancy producer that's basically in charge of, uh, you can bleep this out. I was a shit magnet sometimes <laughs> shit magnet, <yeah. laughs> because, cause like I was at the main desk in the room. And so if somebody called the TV station with a news idea, it would come to me. Or if they had a press release, so it would come to me. Yeah. I would just take whatever. And then I was like the first line of, I was the first filter. And so yeah. I'd like, you know, so it really helped me build my news judgment, yeah. I think. And you're thinking about your audience here and stuff like that. Would and they like to watch this? Would this be interesting? Yeah. You probably got some kooky stuff. Too. You got some kooky stuff. I can't recall any kooky ideas, but you would get just people that would call and have like a conspiracy. Or yeah. Something. Conspiracy. <laughs> a couple of. A couple of times it happened, you know, because I... The South Bend Airport is, you know, head of the Illuminati or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're secreting people out of here through there or... Jeez. Or just, you know, something about government. And sometimes it would just be, you know, um, people complaining about things that 
is like just the way life is. Yeah. It's like you, you've made poor choices. It seems unfair to you. And so, but then you have to, yeah. you know, I, I'm almost too compassionate at times. So I would sit there on the phone too long and people would be looking at me like, Brian, you can hang up, you know, you can just yeah. say goodbye. But, you know, sometimes you just got to ask questions then to dig deeper and see if there is an underlying issue that affects a larger number of people or if this is a small one person thing and yeah uh, it's you know I, I saw something online where recently where somebody was complaining to their mayor about they were getting kicked out of their home and it sounded like the company that ran the rental was probably a little sketchy but it there was still miss something missing from the story this person was getting kicked out and it's and it's hard and it's yeah. like and because it's not a fun time for them it's not a fun time for them and it's bad for them but is it in, in the big bigger scheme of things is it something that's illegal is it something you know things like that then we kind of run down but yeah it's not our job either is to right all the wrongs i mean that's more for sometimes the legal system and stuff like yeah. that but yeah. um and then i would help guide the coverage i'd say okay you know, we would receive emails, and we still got faxes at this time. So I would. So take when, it. when was this? I um. You that thirteen year. I was uh, started in graduated in '96. Started working that fall for a TV station down in Southern Illinois. Okay. And then I worked there in Southern Illinois. Went to Tampa and worked in the Tampa market. Oh boy. <laughs> and so yeah, I worked there for five years, and yeah. then we moved back to Illinois to be closer to family up here. And so that was the last five years. So I worked. Um, from 96 to, um, 2010 is when I stopped and started teaching. Wow. And so, yeah, so I mean, yeah, that so was you got to see the whole thing pre email. I mean, I sound so old, but like when my first camera, when I was a cameraman in Southern Illinois, it had a big tape deck. So like, take like, you know what your VCR looks like now, if you yeah. still have a VCR, yeah. take your DVD play your DVD player, expand it out to what you think a VCR would be like. And then think back and there's like these super big vcrs it was oh, like yeah, this like the, the big old yeah and yeah. I, I mean it was like i watched rugrats on those i know you're talking <laughs> you about. Yeah, exactly and and so i had that was separate i had this cord that was like a half dollar thick would plugged into the record deck and then would plug into my camera that i had on my shoulder and so i'm holy cow yeah, and that record did you deck, have to take that cord and connect it to like the truck or something or no it was just it was just this. between the camera and this record deck so holy cow okay so that's where all this holy <laughs> cow yeah so that's i yeah. didn't shoot i didn't do film but and now we can do this on our phone oh yeah no you it, can produce on phones and stuff like that and and that crazy. was when i we didn't I had email through my college, but my first TV station, I didn't have email. <laughs> we were doing scripts on typewriters, wow. and we had carbon paper. And for carbon paper, for those of you who don't know, is yeah, just right. sheets of paper, and you write through it, and it produces. And so we would tape the scripts together and then run it underneath the camera. That was our teleprompter. And wow. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's fun to talk about now. It's yeah. like crazy. And then now it's like on your phone. You can have a camera and an app that will run your script yeah. on your phone for you. And, yeah. and so it's, um, so I'd see, you know, I'd seen the process and, but my favorite was always doing, um, like just the human interest stories, getting to meet people and go out and tell stories. Um, I'm not surprised that I've been doing going local yeah. because now how well, long have you been doing that? Uh, this is I, three years. I've done probably about 20 stories, I think. Um, and so I'm, since I teach and I have a bit of, 
don't think I have like technical or like clinical anxiety, but I have that creator's anxiety, you know, like where you're going to create something, you always doubt whether or not it's good enough to publish. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. <see> that. <laughs> and, and so, um, so this is the third year that I've been doing it. And, uh, so I've got some stories, but, um, I think just, I've always been one to want to tell stories cause there was a, I worked on the morning shift when I was a camera guy still at WSBT and we, the reporter was on vacation or I think a reporter left and moved to a different market. And so I didn't have a reporter. And so I was like, I didn't have anything to do. And I was dying, you know, that would yeah. be a dream job to just sit at work and get paid to not do anything. Yeah. But I just, the integrity in me is like, you got to do something. And so yeah. Yeah. I uh, went out and planned a series of stories where um, I just told the stories of things that happened overnight. And so I did a ride along, like an intense ride along overnight with uh, South Bend Police Department. So I, oh, I went cool. to the, their third shift. And so I went to their meeting, you know, the, the call, roll call and went to the meeting there and rode along with a couple of different officers through the night. Nothing crazy happened, but you know, you just get to see, you get to experience it. And then I could take that and show more of a first person experience. And then yeah. what else do I do? Oh, there was this really good bakery. I don't know if you've ever been to Mishawaka, West End yeah. Bakery. West End Bakery. I haven't it's, been there. It's in one of the little neighborhoods just off of downtown. And um, it's on West 8th Street, I think. And, okay. um I did, they, I went in early and talked to the guy and had him show me making donuts and stuff like that. Oh, that's and, so cool. Yeah. And they've got some of the best donuts. My wife, you know, she worked at the Catholic school right across the street. And to this day, that's like 15 years ago. And she still wants to get warm donuts <laughs> from West End Bakery. And then I went to a um, cow farmer or a milk farmer down by Bremen. Oh, wow. And I went in super early and just, you know, Got talked to him. So it was probably early, early, like 4 oh, a.m. Yeah. watching milk. It, at at, at yeah. least, yeah. Jeez, yeah. And so it, that was, I love doing stories like that. Or you meet the the kid that, you know, saves his brother or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And just get him to kind of tell you about it and try to find that way to capture what capture it is it. And, then, and open it up and make them feel comfortable to actually talk and mm -hmm. stuff and so yeah that's and crazy yes. yeah so that was uh that was my career in in journalism and then i uh kind of advanced myself into a position where i couldn't grow be, i would have to go to a different market like a bigger city that's just the way kind of tv works you know yeah. and um Chicago. You gotta, or, yeah, you got to wait for somebody either for a position above me to open up, and that wasn't going to happen because South Bend is a, a decent market to decent enough size that, you know, if you can grow, you can, you know, be like an assistant news director or something like that, which would have been next for me, but just the position wasn't opening. And I was kind of tired of the stress of having to try to find the next, find story, the next story and stuff like that. And, and so it was just, yeah, it wasn't. So I was trying something new. My wife's a teacher, and and my son was uh, in third grade at the time, and so I'd been a Boy Scout, Cub Scout leader, and so I liked working with the kids and kind of. So I went to Bethel and for a year did their transition to teaching program and. Oh, cool! End up, uh, and, and you were asking me how I got to Goshen, and that's yeah. how I got to Goshen. I. Uh, was looking for a job and I got hired on at uh, Parkside Elementary. Oh, wow. Originally, I was only going to be the TRC, which is like their computer person. 
and so that's what I was going to do. Just not, I mean, you know, probably IT stuff, but still not what. Yeah, so, and it wasn't teaching, but they wanted to, I think there's a potential to kind of interact with the students and help them learn stuff, and they hired me for that, and then like two weeks later, they're like, well, I actually had a teacher position open up. Would you like to come teach third grade? So. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so I did third grade at Parkside for four years, and. Wow. So from like 2010 to 2014? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got that that summer of 2010. So that was uh, actually starting my 10th year teaching this year. So that's, that's crazy. crazy. Yeah. And <laughs> the third graders, I I love third graders. I don't know that I could go any younger because then you're having to teach them to tie shoes and stuff. Yeah. Which, if you if you know anybody, you're listening, and you know somebody that's a kindergarten teacher, first grade, second grade, give them a hug. <laughs> Make it just give them a hug, and because they're doing God's work there. I mean, we all are as teachers, <laughs> yeah. But it's just it's different. Like that's yeah. that's intense, and it's um, yeah. it's so cute, and it's great. Everybody's got a heart of gold, and the and so I did third grade, and I was like a rock star, you know. It's just like I was just yeah, I because I approached it. I want it's serious business, but I wanted to have fun. And, and just be myself and help those kids know that they could be themselves. And, yeah. you know, cause when I was in school, it was boring and, yep. and just a lot of lecture at me and stuff like that. And, and then there wasn't also, any application and connection. Yeah. And, yeah. and maybe I missed it, but I didn't feel like there's a lot of application of it when I was in school. And so I wanted the kids to see how to apply yeah. what they were doing. Cause I think that that's then it adds some meaning. And if you you see the meaning, then you're more willing to take part. Yeah. And um, so that was one thing. And then also just relationships. The best teachers, like I still remember my fourth grade teacher, Mr. Irving. And yeah. like he was, I, you know, I have this vision in my mind and, and he would probably, you know, it's like we all do. I think I've probably made him 10 or 15 years older <laughs> than he is. But he just had this great, he read this awesome book to this day that I don't remember, but I just remember sitting raptured, him reading this book, this adventure, this, this boy, you know, fighting off nights and stuff like that. And then he had this little bell in his room that if he did a really good job or something, he would pick and you could go ring this little glass bell in his room, stand on a chair and ring the bell. Oh, that's cool. And so, yeah. And like, so to, I just wanted to be somebody that the kids could have this great memory, but also learn something about yeah. school. And yeah. um, so that was, that's, that's kind of how it's, that's so that's cool. how I got into teaching. And yeah. I, that first year was, I had a challenging, but they're actually those kids that I had my first year teaching are graduate, they're seniors this year. That's wild. I know. Are you teaching them now? Well, so what, some, so, well, yeah, yeah I, uh, I was gonna say, what are you doing now? And then, cause I mean, I know. What are you doing now? And then are you teaching them now? Um, so now I, I did that for four years. And then I heard that there was a computer job slash maybe a TV job open at the middle school, mm-hmm. at Goshen Middle School. And so the middle school has a um, TV production class and they create weekly news announcements and yeah. skits show. And so yeah. I applied. and uh, Cafeteria got- serving... Yeah, uh, pizza on Friday. Yeah, or whatever. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, do the whole gamut, you know. There and uh, and I applied over there, and um, I got I got hired, That's and awesome. so actually, I think they were gonna go with somebody from the high school first before me. So that kind of burned me a little bit, but she decided not to take it, and so I got to go to the middle school, and I've been. This is my 
sixth year. I'm starting my sixth year at the at the middle school wow. doing that. Yeah. And um, and so I teach four classes of what they call digital media, which is just teaching the kids how to use the computers and and create things. I go back to just creating pictures, videos, like Photoshop and stuff. Yeah. Or yeah. are they using like um, I don't know what's the what's the editing software and stuff. So that you guys we are using? use we uh, right now we have MacBooks and so okay. we use iMovie. Yeah. And so we don't have some classes have Photoshop, but like I, that's a little I, a little bit more advanced. Too specialized, I think, for <laughs> yeah. seventh graders. Not that they can't learn how to do it, but yeah. I think that the important thing is telling a message, telling a story, knowing who your audience is. Yeah. And if you get kind of, I think, sucked into that Photoshop thing, I think it's important. But for me, I want to focus on the kids being able to use. It goes back to the application. You know, How are they going to use Photoshop right now? Well, Photoshop is uh, highly skilled in... Like that's for editing photos that you're going to put in publications and stuff like that. And, right. And I wanted to back it up and, and keep it simple and talk about message. And, you know, it's kind of like English for like digital production, you know, like we'll make posters and flyers and yeah. it sounds simplistic, but that's where they are. Those I are want, the basics though too. Yeah. They and need I want, to learn that before they can get into the future. Yeah, yeah. And I want them to be able to use that so that they can take it to their class Mm-hmm. Oh, you got to give a presentation in your science class this week. Oh, well, I remember Mr. Sapp's class. I learned how I can make uh, really, you know, add some pictures to make a really interesting slideshow presentation. Or I could make a poster and learn layout and learn how to put, okay, I got to have a great title so that it grabs people's attention. Yeah. And then my pictures need to need to pop and stuff like that. Yeah. And so, you know, that's what, that's what I hope that the kids, you know, can do. And then... But my love is the the TV, being able yeah. to do that and get involved. Show them and, shots and figure out mm-hmm. the, just the basics of, of yeah. good, you know. Composition yeah. and, and just creating videos. And, and we, we do a pretty good job. I've um, This year I'm going to, it was my goal last year, but I started teaching at the high school. And so Very this cool. year both programs, it's my goal for them to apply um, for there's some contests out there for like, Oh really? Yeah. For announcements programs. And so, yeah. um, it was, I, I feel pretty good because, uh, at the end of last year, I showed them the winner for the high school level and the high schoolers are like, Oh, huh. we could do that. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, you can. Yes, you can. So let's do it. So yeah, you know, as the school year's coming on right now, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, to get them to take that ownership and create something amazing. Yeah. Create yeah. something amazing. And I think that's, high school you you should be able to to be able to have that opportunity to do stuff like that and a lot you know that's where you start to figure out Mm -hmm. what you like what you don't like if you're interested or not and that's that's awesome so yeah that's that's been fun that was uh at the middle school the kids choose i have them apply to be in there because i you know since we've got a product we've got to make and so i'm able to um have them you know apply and then i only have a limited number of spaces and so yeah so there's that there's an interest there at eighth grade, but it's interesting when I taught the high schoolers this past year and there's more of an interest. Like it was, and I had a few kids in each class that this was something they were going to do after high school. Wow. I had a couple of seniors like yeah. that were graduating and one was going to, he's going out to uh, Lincoln, Nebraska for college and he yeah. wants to do sports. Huskers. Games. Or yeah, whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he wants to do sports communication, and so oh yeah, and so that was you know that's cool. I I'm like hey, I'm you know, you know, 
oh, <laughs> giving him, you know, some building blocks to be able to build on and hopefully hit the ground running and yeah. and stuff like that. And so and so that's cool at the high school level that we have that opportunity. That's one of the things I was really happy to see because my kids are, you know, sophomores in high school right now. And so, you know, my my one son is pretty traditional. He wants to be a, like a chemical engineer. Oh, wow. But there's still opportunities. They have like technology clubs, technology groups, and, yeah. and um, just lots of opportunities for them there Actually, to even do that stuff that might seem a little more traditional or more bookish. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's high school has changed, I think. Of course, it's changed. It stayed the same in ways, but it's also yeah. changed in just some of those opportunities. Or it could have been my school was super small. There were 400 kids all together. <laughs> so Goshen is like... Yeah, yeah. huge compared to that. <laughs> where, uh, so I have a bunch of different questions. No, go but, ahead. Uh, where was your high school at? Where did you like originate from? I grew up in... Um, I, probably, I went to high school and middle school in a little town called Piatone, Illinois. Okay. And it's um, south of Chicago, about yeah. an hour. And yeah. So it's... It's not, it's not a suburb, but it's almost a suburb, kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's, it's, it's getting into, yeah. Yeah, there's a bunch of farmland around it. Very cool. And if you've been on I-57 going from Chicago to southern Illinois, it's, it's it's right there. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So, you start, so, and then you went to Tampa, then you came back yeah. to South Bend, and then eventually Goshen. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Do you think Goshen's going to be where you stay for a while? Um, Probably not. I mean, yeah. I love, I love Goshen, but... I think I have a bit of wanderlust yeah. in me, and yeah. um, and uh, my kids were we're here till my kids are right. out of school. And yeah. uh, this is a great place too. Yeah. Oh yeah, a community for for raising kids. Yeah, uh, it's it's awesome. I think the support, the community is there, and it's just everybody's everybody's so friendly. You know, it's, yeah. I mean, everybody does their own thing, and everybody's living their own life, but. It's there's, amazing how everybody still comes together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is there's a weird community aspect here, and it, from where I've been at different places and stuff, I've I've noticed it, and it's a cool it's a cool aspect. Oh yeah. I remember when I was in Florida. I told I've talked about this a couple times, but when I was in Florida, um, I I read a Wall Street Journal paper about how like Elkhart County voted eighty percent for Trump, but when they tried to put out ICE. Mm-hmm. like establishment here in Elkhart County, hundred percent of people were all against it. Business owners are like, this is so weird. But for me, I'm like, that's the community. Cause mm-hmm. you know, maybe on one level politically, we don't agree, Yeah. but on another level, like most of the people in this community are our close friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether you're not from here or you are from here, there's a connection. And so I'm like, that's our community. So I, I thought that was really cool. Cause for, from the outside looking in, they're like, this is strange. Yeah. Cause they want to categorize everyone like this. But on a community level, there's a deeper level to it. So yeah, I liked it. I, uh, yeah. So. Well, there's there's lots of stuff. I think the national, just big media in general. Yeah. They get lots of things wrong because they want. Yeah. And it's just from my point of view. A have been, having been in journalism. Yeah. And B just if you stop and look, like there's so many things that they point out. I don't want to take a tangent, but they point out a small aspect and want to apply that to the whole. And that's, think of anything. You can't do that. No, you can't do that. You can't take who you are and say that that's like, all people, we we couldn't say that Goshen is Brian Sapp. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've got, you know, I'm, I'm weird in times. Other times I'm pretty traditional and it's, you know, but when we're all complex. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. That was another question I have cause you're from the, the media and you've been in the media. Like you've, do you Mm -hmm. think, 
for me personally, I, I see the rise of YouTube. I see the rise of the internet, which mm-hmm. you said you didn't have when you first got into it. And that's drastically shift. Like the way I get my media mm-hmm. and my information, I don't go to the local news anymore. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm following either local influencers in Goshen, mm-hmm. or if I want specific things, I'm following those YouTubers or those Twitter pages mm-hmm. or whatever. Do you think that's affecting media as a whole? Like traditional media? Yeah, I I think I don't have a lot of numbers. I see trends and I like to see it in a subjective standpoint. Like I, I but I think that that's how we interact with a lot of life. Um, the let's let's start with YouTube. Yeah. I think that if if you're if you're in the YouTube community, if you watch any YouTube and if you watch anything besides cat videos, if you do people that do like serious content and stuff, yeah. there was this ad apocalypse, like yeah. where because PewDiePie did something and right. the ads happened to be up against his, the media pointed out, "Oh, look, your ad is next to this video yeah. that we th- that we say it or is. that some people say is bad." Mm-hmm. And like he was accused of being a Nazi because yeah. he was making fun of Nazis and showing videos and mocking them. Yeah, I remember and that. And so that's. Like, yeah. how does that make any sense? Yeah. And so... Do you think it's them saying, okay, we're, we're seeing this happening, and so we need to pull this back I, to us? I, I, think, I think that's some of it. I think they're jealous. And if you look at... Go back to the, to the thing you talked about, the icing, and how they couldn't make sense of Elkhart, Indiana. Yeah. And it's because, well, they're going to jump to a conclusion, oh, well, they voted for Trump. Therefore, they did this. Therefore, they hate immigrants, and they hate... It, you can't apply broad brushes like that but that yeah. gets the clicks yeah it's so much anymore yeah. is getting clicks yeah and like you know and that's <laughs> yeah but i'm fascinated by this new media because i think there are so many opportunities like you are yeah. you know before where would you have had any ability to have any input maybe you could yeah find a way to have a press in your house and make you know, like like the old school in the revolutionary yeah. days, you're taking broadsides and printing out papers of the Timmons weekly yeah. report and putting, putting it on there. the light, light, yeah, right, on the yeah. lampposts and stuff lamp like that. And yeah. but I think that I I love the ability to have the smorgasbord of different ideas. Yeah. And when I was in when I was in college, and we talked about communication, mass communication, it's the marketplace of ideas. Yeah. And like, and I unfortunately see it is subtle. They won't come out and say it, but the way that they'll bash or they'll talk down or ignore these influencers or mm-hmm. not even, I think influencers, like I hate that word anymore because it's true, but it's yeah. turned into this bad connotation because yeah. you have a, you have some grifters out there. People oh yeah. But we then, know they can make yeah. money from it, and they they, they yeah. do, yeah. And probably, I guess, I could be considered an influencer, but I don't see myself... Yeah, I consider you a local influencer. Yeah, well, thanks. Yeah. I don't see myself grifting that way, though. Yeah, it's right. It's like, but I do want to guide the conversation. I have my point of view, and we all have... And, and that's where I'm okay with the traditional media. But, and just, we, we, I could go on forever about this, but I think that the traditional media has too much of an opinion but mm-hmm. i think that's to get clicks and so they'll say that they don't that they're just reporting what people say but you are choosing what to put in there and just because somebody says it doesn't mean it's actually true right and right and and so but when i was in you're never going to get somebody that's 100 percent objective everybody's right. got everyone best, says something with their world for you mm-hmm. it, yeah. it, you can't 
not have the worldview. It's not a bad thing, but it's yeah. be upfront about it. Yeah. And and just say, and so that's why I love, you know, I got hooked on Phil DeFranco for a while. Yeah. Watching yeah. his stuff because he would present it and but he was upfront about his point of view. Yeah. You know, and he's kinda all over the place and you know but he'll they're, be, they're really targeting him too, yeah. I've heard. Like they don't He'll get, be accused of being alt right, but then like he is like totally things 100% that are hundred percent left, yeah. and it's like things that frustrate me because I am more conservative. I'm like, dude, you are so far left. Yeah, and it's like, but then like we would wear that as a badge of honor when we were in like get accused of being you know both sides so much. Yeah. Then you know that okay, well you're probably you know pushing things. Yeah, and so I think that that the traditional media does have a role for those people that are probably have gone to school about journalism and has studied it. Yeah. But I think we have to be careful and not be so elitist yeah. that we know it all. That and, you can only get information from these towers, mm-hmm. these ivory towers of traditional media that that's the only place you can get that. I think that goes to even like religion and stuff too. Mm-hmm. I think that's, a, I think that's, it happens across yeah. all different sectors. I just, I know I, I listened to this one guy um, on YouTube and he has more views than uh, CNN at times. And you know, yeah. and he's like, "Here, I'll look. I'll show you. These are the ratings that they had today. Here's the ratings I had today off of mm-hmm. my videos, and I had this amount of views. I have more views than CNN. I'm one guy with a camera and a mic. Yeah, who is like, it? Tim Pool. Tim Pool. Yeah. Uh, I've I've just got on to Tim, and he's another one that he's accused of being alt right, but he's yeah. got like all he's pro choice. Oh, yeah. He's like all these. He's he yeah. used to be a Bernie supporter, and yeah. it's like, and it's he's super liberal. I was super liberal at one point. I think now because they keep on saying he's alt right, he's like, okay, well, you're pushing me. Yeah, and they yeah, but, get demonetized. Like, yeah. they take away, like, okay, so, yeah, it is YouTube's playground. And yeah. so YouTube owns it, so YouTube can do what they want. Right. And I think that, and again, this is where I haven't studied enough, but but he gets, to, he talks about controversial stuff, and mm-hmm. he gets demonetized. CNN talks about controversial stuff. They get They promoted. still get their money. They get promoted. Yeah. They get put in trending. Yeah. The late night comedians get put in trending. Yeah. They get their money still. Yeah. But if you had somebody else that, and so that's not, it's not fair. fair and but I think that's going to hurt YouTube in the future. When right now YouTube is, I've stopped is, watching as much. Like yeah. my view time, my view time is way down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then how, and they're only making money from ad revenue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I know. I, I just wondered that. Cause, and I think, um, I think it's cool that you're teaching the kids now. I think those kids can start doing YouTube stuff or stuff like mm-hmm. that where they have all this free time. And if they put 10,000 hours from age 13 to age 18, they have the free time mm-hmm. to put 10,000 hours and they'll be so much better by the time they hit 18, 19 that they can have, you know, what people have been trying to do for their whole lifetime. They've already done because they're just so fascinated with it mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. I see like my little brother, he plays Fortnite, loves Fortnite, but he also loves editing videos and doing stuff. Oh, cool. And so he's 14 so he just like he loves it, and I, I'm I, I've seen the progression because he's just he loves Fortnite, and he also wants people to see his Fortnite videos, mm-hmm. and so now he's, he he likes to edit his videos too. And I'm like, this is so cool because when I was 14, <laughs> I didn't have that yeah. opportunity, and that, that's so cool. So I love it. But, yeah, yeah, that's awesome, and that's like one of the things that I see when I every year I get about two or three kids that are really into like. So my experience is I'm talking now from the middle school kids is like so they're eighth graders they're. 13 turning 14 almost 15 and so they're not fully developed but they're still trying to figure out who they are yeah and and that's fascinating in of itself but yeah yeah, <laughs> but yeah. a couple of these kids that are like wannabe filmmakers like there's this one guy that um i think he's going to be in my high school class this year 
he's got this series of videos that he's making and it's like it all, it's all based around like so when he was in my class he did these videos and they were weird and odd they still fit in and like so he would do the weather but then it was still a bit part of his sketch his bit <laughs> and where there was this blue notebook and so it turned out that you know his blue notebook had like these stories in it and then it was like another world that like you open it up and you go into this other dimension so to speak and it was like the the huge the big idea when you can like really zoom out and see this it's good but but then he's learning because in his individual things i had no idea what was going on and so it's like trying to explain to him hey buddy you know like okay i see what you're doing but you've got to let people in a little bit on your secret and so but i've seen a little bit now so he's done some more videos that he'll film with it he just did this thing with his friends where it's like a little six-part youtube series like about four to five minute videos of like like it was like it's old school cops and robbers almost it was like he was like a bumbling detective and he got hooked up with another detective and they're trying to bust up this drug gang or something like that and so it was like this six little series and i watched it and it was like it wasn't my my thing right but it was like there was dialogue there were different shots and there was editing and he put you know the the green screen uh little gunshots on there and stuff like that (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's i mean you know you had the guns that had the little orange tips on them (laughs) but then you still saw the flame you know the (laughs) recoil coming out and so i was like but yeah i mean it goes back to so now he's got this experience and if he wants to be a filmmaker yeah you know i only hope that i can help nudge him and say try these things and 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 what if you did this or what if you did that and that's so cool and then he is almost like revealing himself and his quirkiness through Mm -hmm. his art that he's doing yeah and it's going to be so awkward but the more he does it the he's he's going to be used to it and so he won't have to worry about that awkwardness and he that quirk and you're right it is it is quirky, but I love it, and that's what yeah. I, I always try to well, tell my anyone kids. Anyone in middle school is quirky. Okay. I remember middle school. I was, I was a camp counselor for middle schoolers. I love them because I think mentally I'm still a middle schooler, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But it, they are so weird. So it's just like, but it's good. It's good. That's a time of transition. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I, I love middle school, and when you can see them grow like that, that's really cool. Yeah. Well, I, I want to go back to you. I know you don't want to be called an influencer, but, no, I don't. Um, you know, just on different aspects, like you went to the barber the other day. I followed that concrete barber because mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I had no idea that that was there mm-hmm. and you're exposing it. So I think you are an influencer because of the way that you, yeah, you do yeah. stuff. So. And, I, and I, I go back to, it's, you know, I'm that curmudgeon now, I think. I'm, I'm turning 45, so I'm not that old. There's probably, to your audience, I probably am, but, uh-huh. but, <laughs> but I feel more curmudgeonly, but... So I think that, like, I have this thing about I can't stand certain things and I'll get grump on them, but in words is one thing. But I think that influencer is good depending on the... the Connotation. The connotation or, and the meaning. And I yeah. I like your meaning of it. Yeah. I think somebody that's just out there nudging and trying to bring an impact and make a change to the community. Yeah. You know, and then you've got, like, these fancy influencers. influencers Instagram influencers. Yeah, who, like yeah. the Kardashians and stuff. Yeah. And, like, yeah. they can be themselves. And if they're going to make... I ain't jealous that they're making money. Whatever they're doing, yeah. go ahead. But then yeah. it just... But then the spotlight, too. So it messes up, you know, for the rest of us when yeah. they add that name to it. But... But yeah, so DJ, let's start with DJ. I'm working with him. I met him through my going local. I was like, I don't. I, and DJ is the, the he's barber. He's the concrete barber. Yep. 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 And he, uh, I don't even know, like my friend 
got followed by him or followed him on Instagram somehow. And then, so then I saw a post of his, and so I just followed him, like, okay, Concrete Barber is kind of a cool name. What's that mean? Right. And so, but then when I stopped and looked, it turned out, like, he's, like, a, a Marine vet, and he got the Concrete Barber from, he was still pouring concrete at the time and doing part-time barber work. And so. <laughs> That's cool. It's like, okay. And so there's a story behind that. That yeah. goes back to also you being a, you know, human interest stories. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing that. It's yeah. just, that's a thread through your <laughs> there life you right go. there. It's, yeah. And it's, I, I heard this from somebody else. It's like, what's the thing behind the thing? Right. There's always a thing on the top, but there's always that deeper. What can you go deeper? And I think that's where we can make those connections, those really true emotions and another, you know, just like the human experience we can all kind of relate to. And I was looking for a haircut, and so I think, I don't even know if I was looking for a haircut, but I was, barbershop hit me. Like, okay, this guy's trying to start a barbershop. Yeah. That's something old school. You know, I take yeah. my boys to Great Clips or the other, yeah. you know. A salon. Those but, are so lame. Uh, well, I'm not going to go. But salons are great for, you know, if that's where you want to go, yeah. you know, because that's where you go. But, like, I, you know, the barber shop. And so I was like, okay. Yeah. And he want, he I could just tell looking at it. I could just see he wanted to get that old school feel of a barbershop back. Yeah. And I remember when I was a kid. So, you know, there you go. He's like you're thinking back to when you were a kid and just these things that you experienced and climbing into the barber chair. And, you know, it's kind of uh, it's not a sexist thing. And I'm afraid to say it, but no. it's like a guy thing. It's like just yeah. that guy right at passage. You're in the barber chair. Yeah. Your 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 dad's in there, and you had a couple old guys. just and They're all just talking shit. The, yeah. you know, talking <laughs> shit, shooting the shit, shooting the bull. And it's like. Yeah. Just you know, and it's it's similar. You know, you see the the um, African American barbershop, shop. You know, yeah. with like uh, who is that? I saw no, I know with, with, where they had the. There's this painting. It was like Bill Cosby and all of the yeah. African American. Yeah, and, I know and, and so they're out there yeah. just ripping. Oh, but barbershop the movie too. Yeah, one, two, and three. Movie, yeah, exactly. And, like, yeah. and that's just like it, it's just the place where a group of people come together. And so yeah, I it is a guy's thing. Yeah, I, there are the that now. So I didn't get turned on to bar like bar barber until I went to Florida mm-hmm. and I was like, I need a haircut. And I went and it, I felt at home mm-hmm. and there were girls who came in and got their haircut, yeah. which is cool. Cause a lot of girls get their hair shaved now, uh-huh. which is, I mean, that's, that's where the world we live in. Yeah. Now. And that's, that's, so they felt that's comfortable there too, but it was just a place where you, when girls would walk by, all the guys would stop and they would look at the girls who walk by <laughs> and you're like, okay, well you can't do that in most places, but yeah. yeah. And it's, so it's like, it's, yeah. And, and they're talking about sports and mm-hmm. this and yeah. music and, and there's, they're all, very relatable too and uh-huh. they're just like who they are authentic i loved it yeah and i think that that's what we should push for more is people yeah. being authentic yeah. being respectful of others but yeah. still being authentic and yeah you know you you're you're there and these people just have some similar things that they like like you do yeah and so i went and talked to dj and i'm like i wanted to do my going local video on him because and i haven't been able to nail down a theme for going local yeah but I want to, there are adventures in our backyard that yeah. we don't have to travel to another country for. Right. There are adventures there that we can travel to, but I think yeah. if we stop and look, there are adventures we can have in our own backyard. Yeah. Going to a barber shop, you know, yeah. just sitting in that chair, just, you know, and being Having treated 30, 30 minutes, you know, yeah. DJ, the concrete barber, he's got it down. Like I've gone to him um, and I'll go and get a haircut and it's down to 30 minutes. I have no hair. <laughs> but it still takes 30 he still takes 30 minutes with me yeah and he cuts it he trims you know my eyebrows and everything and 
just he spends his time serving me yeah that's his that's his service that's the value i get from him but it's all on me it's just 30 minutes of respite or whatever and yeah. i get and it's just like that focus is and he's having a conversation with you yeah, and he's almost talking and pulling out things too yeah, I, yeah. I love it i yeah. love going to dj because yeah we get talking i mean we've been talking a lot about i think the influencing stuff but like just just talking about you know media he wants to take pictures and stuff so he's trying to learn from me yeah and so like i'm fascinated because i want to know the people that he's learning from and so that's why i wanted to kind of highlight him too and now he and i are talking about like podcasting is it and so he wants to do and i think that would be great he's got these people for a half hour and so he knows all these just another different set of people that we have a chance to meet and how could you know that's what i want to do is how can i help him bring their voices and bring his curiosity yeah. out to other people. So, so it's, it's like, like a barber podcast, 30 yeah. minutes. You just, you learn about the guy. And yeah. And yeah. How do you work in the haircut and stuff? And so we're going to, yeah. we're going to film a, or we're going to record a pilot in a couple of weeks. So, Oh, very I'll cool. To, Are you going to be his test? No, no he's, he was going to find somebody. We were going to practice with me, but, um, I was going to, I got to run the, I want to run the equipment. I'm going to be a producer yeah. instead of being in front of the yeah. equipment this time. But uh, you're going to have like little lapel mics and stuff. Yeah, put yeah. some lapel mics on them and stuff. And so we were worried about the sound. So like the first one or two, I think we'll do mm-hmm. just the person sitting in the chair and stuff yeah. like that. But uh, Okay. Yeah. It'll be interesting because you're going to be clipping and stuff too. Mm-hmm. So there could be a little bit of difficulty with that. I can yeah. see that. But then, yeah. so I went to the, get my hair cut and I'm, why not why not talk about something great going on so i took a picture pointed at it go get your hair cut yeah you know, if you're looking for a place to get your hair cut go here yeah you know and it's pretty and i would have mouth. never known about it yeah because of what so i followed him and i was looking at stuff and i saw his pricing and stuff too I'm yeah like, oh, this is really cool cool so, so yeah, yeah i think that's you know that's where it's going yeah and i don't know so i think yeah i think it's what and how you want to influence like and so that for me is just I think we could all learn from the people that are around us. And I think that's, you know, how can I introduce these people to my audience or who might be my audience? And, and so it's, you know, now I have to say with my going local, my most popular videos have been the breaking news and the flooding. So yeah. tra- <laughs> I was going to tra- ask that. What is your, mo- yeah. What, Tragedy unfortunately sells, yeah. Yeah. you know, it's like, <laughs> well, yeah. people say they don't like negative ads when it comes to campaigns, but you know, what works, it negative does. ads, yep. you know, it brings people in and it's, it's just, it's human, human nature. nature. It's yeah. that drama. We want to, we don't want to see them suffer. But we want to. We want to see them suffer, but we. But it's not <laughs> yeah. what our desire is. Our desire is not for them to suffer. I yeah. think we, just we have this compassion in our heart that needs an outlet, and so. But um, so, what was your yeah. question? I was gonna say, what what was your your biggest video? So um, was it the flood? It was the floods, yeah. and and so. Did you you took like you were showing Chris Kroger? I remember uh-huh. I was in Florida at this time. Okay. So I experienced the whole flood through social media. And so, which was really yeah, weird, you yeah. know, because most people in Goshen experienced it physically. Well, and it was such a small area. I mean, yeah. if you're from Goshen. The Taco Bell and the, yeah. I remember people kayaking in the Taco Bell. I was like, what's going on? I mean, if you look, it was only, for, it was like the river, because the one side of the river is high. So, yep. it's, uh, you know, there's a high embankment, so I wasn't going to go over that. But then for like, not even a mile to, so those of you in, in in Goshen to Indiana Avenue. Just think yeah. from Chicago to Indiana Avenue. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. And it was, and then it was on either side of Lincoln. That's not a huge area. Yeah. And then it blocked a little bit over by the Shanklin park. Yeah. But yeah. Shanklin gets, huge area. That, and, yeah. and that was everybody. 
was so interested in the flooding. Yeah. And like, it was crazy. Like we were out there. So being the news guy, I heard about it. So my wife and we had, it was, and you didn't live too far away from there. No, either. I didn't live yeah. too far away. And why did we have, did they call off school? I can't remember. Uh, so we went out, my wife and my daughter and I went out to just look, be looky loos. And Pike street was almost closed. And then, so I pulled up just to take some pictures and stuff. And I saw a CBS crew, like the national crew was there. And, uh, and so I took some pictures and I said something to my daughter. I'm like, and she's 14 now. No, she's 15 now. And so she had been 14, eighth grader. I'm like, will you just run my, my phone? And I'm going to do a Facebook live on my going local. I just like, okay, it's going on. Just show people what's going on. Yeah. Cause I, unfortunately guys, sometimes you got to do the bad with the good. Right. And I think that, right. you know, and that was me. a local thing that was happening uh-huh. too. Yeah. yeah. And I think being a journalist, I was still a journalist at heart. Sometimes you got to do the hard stuff. Yeah. And so I've never, like I've talked in front of the camera for my doing my, doing my going local. I've never talked live off the cuff like that. And yeah. so, so like, okay, so she goes and I started the live shot, started talking and I just pulled all the stuff from all the live shots that I've ever done <laughs> where I was behind the camera and I just thought about those reporters yeah. and really I just wanted to make it a show and tell so yeah. that people could see what was going on and yeah. I could narrate more and provide that context. And, yeah. and I think that's why it was successful because... I think if anybody would have done that, took a camera and just pointed out there, they would have got a ton of views. Yeah. But I think what I was able to do, and maybe people didn't realize it, I was able to show and tell. Yeah. I was able to just show them, but then also explain what's going on. Give them context, you know, yeah. what this street is and where, you know, that we've had flooding here before. And that normally, it, yeah, it'll come up, it'll get, you know, 10 feet from the Kroger but door, never. but it never goes in. And, and things like that. And so I think that that provided because, and, and I was frustrated, and, you know, this goes back to your talk about traditional media. I think there was one live shot that they did from Goshen during that time. And it wow. was during their 530 newscast. I'd have to, I tried to look, so they may yeah. have done a little bit more, but yeah. I didn't see it. It wasn't. It was, it was a 530, which is their off newscast. Okay. It's in between. So yeah. when I was working at the TV station, our That's 530 you, was not the main show. Yeah. And so, and that was it. That was the coverage we got. Yeah. You know, the Goshen news is doing, they got some aerials and stuff, but they're not doing video and stuff. And I did that. And that video took off. I got like 10,000 views within like two hours. That's crazy. And it was crazy. Like, that's awesome. Off of Facebook, right? Off of Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. And (laughs) I don't get the shares on YouTube, but yeah, but I think my audience might be a little bit older and doesn't use YouTube that way. Right. I see it as that potential, but not others. Right. No, and so I did, so I think I took my wife home and then another hour later, I'm like, okay, I'm like, I got all these views. Like I, I could do something with this. And so, and I really didn't, I have about 2000, maybe no 1500 followers right now on going local. I had like maybe 800 then. Yeah. And it like just blossomed after that. Best. And, and so I did a couple more live videos and, um, it was fun. I mean, but that's, I'm a journalist and so, yeah. and fun is a loose term. And again, it's not trying to be disrespectful to the people. I'm not enjoying their suffering. Right. I'm glad that I'm able to use the skills that I have to be able to show people, to be able to leverage out the information and video and a story yeah. so that they can be there. And so well, it's fun. Cause you were, you're putting yourself in the position that you're not normally in. Yeah. You know, that was a challenge and yeah. Yeah. Cause the most of the time you're doing a very precise edit. You have mm-hmm. very control over it. And then those, you were just like, 
here we go. Here's, here's what's All coming. Right. And so, yeah, and one of the shots, we were over by, you know, we were on the other end of the flooding, and they were, the fire department was helping people out in boats. Yeah. Like, it wasn't an emergency situation, but they were helping people out some boats. And so I'm there, and my daughter's running the camera, and she almost became as much a celebrity. <laughs> like, the, and this is the community we live in. Like, the one of the principals was, like, texting, or not texting, but, like, leaving comments on the live video to Allison. Hey, Allison, I'm glad your dad's <laughs> making you do work out there. And, uh, yeah. and so it was just, it, but I was, so I was able to catch these people coming out. Yeah. And um, so it was just, I was, yeah, I gave, so I cool. was able to do that. But then um, I had people tell me uh, the same thing that you did, that like I was able to see the flooding. I didn't yeah. have to go out. I was able yeah. to see the flooding. There's a, a woman that's a, um, one of the administrative secretaries over at the middle school. Her, She told me that her mom wanted her to take her out driving. She goes, oh, no, here, let me show you this. Oh, that's and, so and, cool. That's and, so cool. And like to me, that's huge. If that would have been yeah. the one view that I had, I mean, I'm glad I'm, it feels good to get all those other views. It's kind yeah. of an affirmation, but that, that was the one view. Like I did what I wanted to do. That was my goal. Yeah. And then she said, her dad is blind, 95 and blind. And he goes, I could see what he was talking about. Wow. And I was like, and I'm like, wow. oh my gosh. Cause then so it's you like, hit everything there. Yeah. Wow, so I was so like, cool. I'm like, oh wow. And so it's just, you know, that's humbling. I mean, it feels good that you, I was successful, but yeah. it's humbling to know that I was able to serve that need and i think going back to journalism that's what journalism should do yeah is to show and tell yeah you know and and i know that there's times for opinions and to when bad is bad but that's not my job to say it's bad yeah. it's my job to say what it is what and, it is and i so, think you've do- i think you documented a, a piece of goshen history too yeah because this in 50 years from now i'll tell my kids about the flood in goshen you know, hopefully. Well, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. come on. It doesn't get to the Kroger door anymore. <laughs> right, right. And you're like, but, well, look. <laughs> watch this, yeah. Because I remember like, people who've been in Goshen for a while, they talk about the, the winter storm of like 76, where they were walking on top of snow, and they like felt something hard, and it was the top of a, a car. I'm like, see, for me, it's hard for me to explain, but if me I too. could visually see that, mm-hmm. that would be crazy. Yeah. So yeah. I think there's stuff like that. That's interesting. I have a question about social media. So mm-hmm. personal use, what's your favorite social media? But then for going local, which one have you found to be most effective? Um, personal, let's see. Because you're on, I have more friends on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I would say YouTube's a social media in a way too, yeah. but it's not. You know. Yeah, it's different. I think that, that that's yeah. more of a content platform. I think yeah. it could be. But, you know, I see... But also YouTube. Facebook's kind of a content platform yeah. as well now, too. It's, it's a hybrid. It's yeah, weird... that one. Facebook's more of a hybrid than YouTube. Yeah. Uh, so if I had to pick a favorite, um, I find myself recently more on Twitter. Yeah. Because it comes at you a little bit faster. Sometimes it's like drinking out of a fire hose. Yeah. It's a little too addictive, which yeah. goes back to your video that you just did about, yeah. you know... The, social media. The social media. Yeah. And so, like, Facebook um, is... And if we're talking personally, like, I, I like both. Like, Twitter, I don't have, there's nobody that I know that uses it, really. Yeah. And so it's, like, a lot of, like, I can keep track on, like, politics. I love current events and stuff like right. that. Same. And then yeah. um, I've actually started following some teachers and stuff, but I've not been a fan of that. Like, yeah. those people, I don't know. 
they seem to be a bit of grifters. Like the people that are influencers in the education, like they only respond to other people that are influencers. influencers. And, yeah, that's unfortunate. And so there's not like that natural conversation, which is what I think Twitter should be. Yeah. But maybe I'm doing it wrong. No, but. I think you, there's there's kind of once you get to a certain level, it's like, oh, I am above you. And it's like, but if you met me in person, a different story. Yeah. 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 So. And and so I like Facebook because more people are on it. and But it depends on what I'm doing it for. So let's see. Personally, Twitter and Facebook. Um, Instagram, I, that's different. Like when I want to communicate with like students and kids and um, stuff like that. I, mean, I know you're on it and stuff like that. And I know yep. some adults. But I think that that's the kids are like those short, quick visual communications. And so it's like. Yeah. I can put stuff out there and, and things like that. But um, at Facebook and Twitter, I like Facebook just because the circles that I run in, it's now, I think when Facebook started, it was all about trying to keep up with people that, you know, you know, are from your past or, you know, right. stuff like that. You know, right. hey, keep tabs on, you know, Jody from elementary school. Like, oh, right. wow, look, she's, you know, she's grown up and she got married and she's got three kids. Oh, how awesome, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. But then I think for me here in the local community of Goshen, there's a couple of ways I use it. Like my kids are in band, so I take stills of the kids in band. And so I'm able to yeah, share I've it that, that way. And so and so that's awesome that, you know, we could do that. And so I can, you know, or they can share their proud moments and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and I like it's that. almost like um scrapbook in a way too yeah i feel like that's what facebook and it, yeah and it, kind of, but then you're sharing it with all your friends too mm -hmm. it's yeah interesting. but it's a, uh, for, how about for going local for going local um i've seen i've gotten so that i would consider more of like my content is the the videos that i put out and yeah. so um like i'm not good at that short little but i teach and so i would have to devote more time to getting more smaller content i think would be cool for going local but um so the video wise I get more shares, I get more interaction, I get more, um, just more from Facebook Yeah. Um, when I put it, put it out there. Um, when I put it on YouTube, I don't get nearly, uh, enough. nearly enough. Are you trying to use Facebook as a funnel to YouTube, kind of? Or, no, because uh, like, now that Facebook has monetization, but I'm not, I would love for my stuff to be monetized, but I don't have enough followers to be able to get monetized on either yeah. platform so yeah. right now it's just um being able to share like facebook if i'll put out a video and like i started a new podcast and so i put out a short right. teaser video and that got 12 12 to 15 shares and so it popped awesome. up to you know like 700 views but I did my first going local of my new season on the remote control airplane show that was down at the airport and I got maybe 700 views and like, and so it's like, I wonder, you know, then there's so many things It's like, well, maybe it's a story that doesn't resonate with people. And, yeah. and, but again, and then I have to go back and you and I talked about this off camera or off, off mic before, but why am I making content? Right. Like, I'm making content because I, 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 I have an opinion and I want to share it, right. but I'm also making it because I like it. And so, yeah. you know, the people that are in the RC community, the people that, um, the guys that run it, the air supremacy over or air supremacy Inc is the name of the group that these two guys started it to help run remote control airplane shows. They loved it. Like, cause they were able to see 
to see their yeah. stuff. Like they've had pictures taken before, but they were just able to see it another way and, and immortalize, yeah. and they were able to tell their story. And they can go back and look at it. They can show people. They can. It's now a tangible mm-hmm. thing. Instead, of pic, I mean, pictures are great, but the video is even more intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and it's yeah. it's all about yeah. So Facebook has been better, and I'm still trying to figure out how to how to do that because the algorithm doesn't always push stuff through. Yeah, and yeah. And so it's that's why changing. the shares. And so when people, so when people are on, when you see them say like, comment, and share, that's the only way that this stuff gets by. Like if yeah. I'm liking something, that's gonna pop into a feed. Like I've noticed that on Twitter. Yeah. Like I'll like 100%. something, yep. and my daughter is on Twitter, and she'll say, "Oh, I saw this because I'm you liked you, it." You're Catholic because yeah. of the stuff that mm-hmm. you liked on Twitter. Yeah. Like, oh, that's uh, yeah. That's so, you know. It also gets me a little worried because I'm like, okay, well, what are people seeing? <laughs> I'm like, it's so like, oh. Yeah. And so yeah. that's you, why I try to just act with, I mean, it's a good point. Yeah. Like, my Facebook is totally public. I'm a yeah. teacher. Yeah. So it's like, I try to act with as much integrity as possible. Yep. I'm never going to make mistakes. And I'm af- afraid of the culture because right now, it's, I've heard people say it's the cancel culture. But yeah, it is. you make one mistake that you didn't mean to make. And you're boom, but like, so that's why I'm totally open. And so yeah. everything's public and even Twitter. And so it's like, yeah, there's things that I don't like because I'm afraid. Oh, well, you're such and such. Yeah. And it's like, well, okay. I mean, you want me to let you live your life? Let me live my life. Right. I'm not, and that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother. Hole. I, I also understand exactly what you mean and it it worries me because you can only think one certain way almost yeah in social media culture and culture right now you can only think a certain way mm-hmm. and if you think differently they want to crucify you oh yeah you know it's like and oh, it's man. like and it's like but that's not what i mean you're taking again and yeah. applying the- and you can't have a real conversation a full understanding of what's going on on, on social media you need mm-hmm. this human element there's no yeah there you lose the nuance yeah. and it's like twitter somebody so talking about being Catholic and Twitter, somebody was talking about why are all alt- why do all altar alt- servers look like they're dead inside? That's... Well, I got upset. My my boys have been altar servers. Yeah, and it's like so you call my boys dead inside. And, and and so she was being very hyperbolic mm. and stuff like that. And so you know the the reactions where people were like, well, they're just being serious. And like, well, she, the people that she's seen have looked like they could care less that they were there would rather be somewhere else right and so and and my boys sometimes have looked like they've not been where they were supposed to but you know they're up there for everybody else to see and so i'm saying something and a priest uh responded and he said well it's either because they were they had a mean priest or they weren't taught right and i'm Mm -hmm. like and i'm like humbly father you know maybe they know that they're up front they're teenagers know that they're not going to be perfect and know that they're up front in front of everybody and they're afraid they're going to make a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and then, so he responded and said, or they're dead inside equals stoic. Cause I happen to say that maybe they're just stoic. Yeah. And that was all he said. Yeah. And I responded, I'm like, well, okay. She only said everybody and you only gave us two choices. And so, but then yeah. we lose the nuance. And I'm sure that if he and I had a conversation, it'd be a different story. It'd be a different story. And so it's yeah. like, I was going to be snippy because he never responded to my clarification. Yeah. But I can't live my life. And so that's, yeah. I think that's what we do is we're like, oh, I've been wronged. Yeah. It's no, like, and then you act in almost like anger. Or, or, mm-hmm. Yeah. You, it definitely, 
Twitter definitely is toxic. It, yeah. Anyway, it can I'll, be toxic, but yeah. then it can be, be really good too. Yeah. Yeah. I've had the trolls uh, are funny, but they're bad sometimes. Uh, they're so bad. <laughs> they're so bad. Um, we're we're at we're at an hour. Okay, which is crazy. But I have a couple more questions. Okay, so I sure. want to know about your new podcast. Okay, and so um, what is this? I, and I think this is coming from. I mean, you like I said, you're not an influencer, but you're an influencer. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you, you saw going local. You, you've you saw medium something that you love. You want to story tell. I thought that was awesome. And I think this is now just the next iteration of that mm-hmm. kind of. If I'm yeah, from what I've seen. So can you talk a little bit about it? What's the name? Where can you find it? What's it about? And what what's kind of the direction you want with this? Okay. Um. So going local was all about you know, finding the adventures and things that are cool happening around you. Yeah. And so out in that, this is just like another, like similar, but different vein. Just like, you can't get a chance to just talk to people when you're doing that. You have to, you know, the way those videos work, you're telling a story, you're, you're some narration and you end up taking the words out of a person's mouth. And so one of the things I've been fascinated by with podcasts is just kind of this more open-ended opportunity to go deeper and talk to people and so you know it goes back to what you and i were just talking about with having that conversation with somebody you can only learn so much through 240 characters or a facebook post and a picture and stuff like that and so it's like well let's see if we can and that's what i like about podcasts is getting a chance to hear more about people and have people explain things out and provide maybe a little bit more nuance and so have that deeper conversation yeah and so I don't know how I came up with the name. The name is called The People in Your Neighborhood. Yep. I think it goes back to the you know the Sesame Street, who are the people in your neighborhood. Yeah. But I just it, staying local again, who are the people who are around us? You know, our neighborhood could be, you know, the people on either side of our house, the three or four block area around us. I live near downtown Goshen, so my neighborhood turns into when we have first Fridays. It's kind of like you go down so I go downtown. I'm going to probably see 10 or 15 students. My wife will probably see 10 or 15 of her students. I'm going to see adults that I know from my church. And so your neighborhood then grows and it just changes. And so it's like anybody, you know, and maybe you see somebody or you listen to a podcast and you're like, oh, I know somebody like that. And, And then you stop and listen and maybe you have an understanding for what makes people tick. I think that no matter where we are, we need to be understanding of more people. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm religious. I'm not overly religious. I'm not going to bash you over the head about it because yeah. you live your life. I'm going to live mine. Yeah. There are things that I believe that God says are right and wrong. I do things that are wrong. And so everybody just, nobody's perfect. And so, right. but I think we need to be able to at least have an ch- opportunity to get as close as we can to walk in somebody else's shoes, to just be able to have that understanding, know that what makes them tick, it goes back to, I think, what I learned is this marketplace of ideas. You got to have more ideas instead of less. Yeah. When you have more, you get a chance to see the bad and you can call it the bad or how can you maybe then guide somebody and pull out the good and say, Hey, this is good. Can we get more of this? Yeah. And, and so the first podcast I talked with uh, Zoe Icorn. she's a senior this year at Goshen high school. Very cool. And, um, I chose her, First, because I'm trying to, I got to think of my audience. I got to think of leveraging, you know, getting shares and stuff like that. Well, so um, she's the student representative for the Goshen City Council. Oh, that's cool. And so that was kind of big this year because Goshen has a, a larger liberal base, people that are very social justice oriented. And the student advisor 
and some students came up with an environmental uh, awareness bill that they got passed unanimously by the city council back in April. And so that was kind of a semi-big thing. And so I was like, oh, well, how can I take advantage of that? And so I was at school. We were having the elections um, for this advisor. And over the summer, I was like, I'd like to do this podcast. And, and so I thought of that. And so I sat down with Zoe and just asked her about who she was what she's doing, what she hopes to achieve out of this role, and, you know, what her future is like. And I thought it was fascinating because teenagers are people that are, teenagers are, aren't understood, even though we've already, all of us have been a teenager before, we forget what it's like. Even myself, who, you know, works with them, I forget, I forget the, the challenges that it is to still be forming to not have your brain fully formed, to not have your body fully formed, to still be developing your social skills, to still be. And so I thought it was great to sit down with Zoe. We see somebody that she wants to help her community. Mm -hmm. She wants to do good. She wants to do right by her community. And so that's what she wants to do. And then she, you know, she talked about things that she's got to learn. Hopefully I can learn from these adults, these things that, you know, that they're working on and maybe they can learn from us. And I think that that was, that was awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, I watched the little preview and I thought right. it was yeah. good. And, and that was, watch the whole thing. And you can find it. I'm working, supposed to be developing a brand. So like, you know, Gary V talks yeah. about, you know, yeah. your brand. I love and, some Gary V. And, and so I need to, I was going with going local. Well, the website going local, it's not available. Yeah. But I'm in Indiana. So I've really, I'm going to still try to keep going local, but like all of my, properties are going local indiana and so um if you search up going local indiana on youtube or facebook facebook Mm -hmm. or twitter or anything that's what should come up um you know and it's i had a i had a high school student that i had in gmtv she helped me make a logo oh that's i paid her and she she developed a logo and we're gonna want to develop out the brand design elements a little bit more but we got started so i got this it's just uh, it's simple but it's cool i can put it over pictures and it's you know like a red and the orange and it just says they're going local and yeah and so um so you should see that and um yeah so i got a podcast where can you find the podcast you can find that on soundcloud and and then i pick soundcloud because you can host your podcast there and then um, you can just pull the feed, and so it's on Apple Podcasts too. Undergoing local Indiana, very cool. So yeah, you can do the same on Spotify. Just if, if you ever thought about that, okay. No. Spotify podcasts. That's what I, that's what I do mine. Just okay. Google it, and they don't. I mean, you won't ever get paid for it. Uh-huh. I think that's probably the same for Apple, but probably. Yeah. But I, and again, it's like sure, I'd love to get paid, but I think that the way it is is you get sponsors. I can say, yeah. look at this targeted audience I've got. These are all people from Goshen, Indiana. Right, your Goshen, Indiana business. Yeah. You know, I have this many downloads or whatever, and it's listened to this much. And yeah, I think there would be so. some local places that would probably mm-hmm. be in, in, interested in that. So yeah, and so that's 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 the people in your neighborhood podcast. I yeah, just I think the music's probably copyrighted, so I can't use it as my <laughs> intro. But I think we can get it in get in our heads and just. And so I talked to Zoe. She's my first one. I've already filmed four. Okay, um, awesome. The and so the way I'm planning on releasing the stuff is um, every other week. 
Oh, nice. I'll release the podcast, and then in the in-between weeks, I'm going to release one of my traditional going local videos. Oh, very nice. So we did on both fronts. Yeah. yeah. And so hopefully I can, when I'm in school, I can still keep making stuff, but I have a day job. But um, yeah. I've got four videos, four going local segments, and so... My next going local segment is going to be on the Fables Bookshop that took place oh, of Battle World Books. Yep, yep. So I was there on opening day. Oh wow! I was the I was the only media that was there when they opened. Really? Yeah. Now I saw later that Goshen News did a story, but yeah. I, I can. Yeah. I should do some self promotion, but yeah, I was no. the only media that was there when they opened. Yeah. And then so that's Fables, and then the next week will be a people in your neighborhood. I talked to um, a Fairfield High School graduate and a Navy veteran. Tyler Brock, his mom is a teacher here in town. Yeah, okay. And he just finished hiking the Appalachian Trail. Oh, wow. So I sat down, talked with him, and it was hard to keep it to 20 to 30 minute conversation. Yeah. Like, Tyler was awesome. So much to talk about. Yeah. And and he was awesome. And actually, I got got to drink a free beer. And because I uh, went up to Goshen Brewing Company, I'm like, hey, I'm going to do this podcast. And this guy I'm talking to, is a craft beer lover and I'd love to, if we could just sit in here, I'll say that we're filming in Goshen Brewing Company and give you guys a shout out. And Jesse Sensenig came up and was like, sure, that sounds like a great idea. And so he let us come in an hour early on one of the days. And so I sat down with Tyler and we talked for a half hour and Jesse poured us a beer. I was ready to pay. He's like, just make sure that you, you know, give us a shout out. Give us a shout I'm like, okay. (laughs) So there, I didn't mind being an influencer. Yeah. Yeah. A grifter um, over here. Yeah. A grifter and stuff like that. But because I, I was fully prepared because technically, you know, if I'm doing this, I want to try to do it as a small business. Yeah. You can write some of that stuff off. But so that's Tyler's next. And then I, um, Talked to Marshall King, who oh, is a yeah. reporter, uh, the food guy. And so <laughs> yep. I talked to him. He talked to a lot Hungry of food Marshall. and stuff. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to find out um, not just what he does, but like how can I be a foodie maybe a little bit? Yeah. So what do I look for when I go to a restaurant and stuff like that? So, yeah. so that was really cool. And he was, you know, he gave me some simple stuff. You know, don't, don't oversell your expectations and, and, you know, maybe try something new or maybe, you know, split plates with somebody yeah. and just some simple stuff. Like, yeah, it's like, well, duh stuff, but it's like, no, it's a good way to, you know, to, to do, actually it. do it. Oh, it's so cool. And yeah. Then, and then the fourth person I've got is uh, Yolo Lopez yeah. Perez. And she's, I found her on Facebook bilingual reporter. So I'm like, okay, yeah. me being a journalist, what's this? And so I look and, and she's trying to make her name for herself or just, you know, telling some stories and, um, she, I talked to her and had a fascinating conversation and she's super um, cool. I've hung I'm, out with her a couple times. Okay. She's really, yeah. She's good. And I, and I, and she wants to do some, like, I don't think that we have the same goal in mind, but I think that we could collaborate. And so I'm looking forward to maybe collaborating with her to, cause I think she's got, she's been on camera, so she knows how to talk to an audience and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah. I want to do some more producing. So hopefully I could do that with her and. So that's that's that, and then um, starting to book out. Want to get see if I can get you on my pod. I'm in, and then um, and then this on Sunday. I'm not school as anyone else of those people, okay. but, right. but I'm in. <laughs> well, stop. <laughs> and then one more is uh, Adrian De La Vega. Okay, I'm gonna yeah yeah Adrian yeah. for the kids. Adrian for the kids. I'm and friends so, with him. He's a good dude. Yeah, and yeah. so I kind of met him last year when I saw he was doing his bike ride. Yeah, 
and we were i was trying to do a golden local thing and i was start starting school so i flaked out a little bit and i think yeah. he had some stuff going on too it's a hard thing that's yeah. a hard thing because we try to do this podcast a couple times it's just time and it, <laughs> yeah. it's difficult but yeah yeah so i'm gonna gonna hook up with him and so that's that and then i'm gonna go to the races at new Paris speedway for one of my going local videos oh so. sick i mean so like yeah y- you th- you know it's there but it's like if you go these places i i can having been around the block i i know i'm gonna find some race fan and they're probably gonna fit some stereotypes but they're still people yeah and it's like they've got why not why not view it from their point of view and see if you can't get some sort of satisfaction out of life just seeing how they you know interact with you and how what their perspective is and uh stuff uh i love it awesome where can people find you on social media they can find me at all going local but if you want to just look up brian sap or my um uh, Instagram handle for my personal account is BSAP Photo. Perfect. And um, yeah, SAP Photo is a name that I picked up for myself 20 years ago on my 20 year old uh, Yahoo account, <laughs> 1990. I think, I think think it was 98 when I started that thing. So that's crazy. Yeah. No, actually, it would have been 96 or 97. So dang. Wow. That's, damn, I'm old. That's <laughs> all good. It's all good. I'm I'm feeling the same. So yeah. well, Brian, so, it's it's been a pleasure. I've enjoyed I've enjoyed yeah. this. So. Normally, I put the questions to other people, so yeah. it's been... We went through everything. I love it, so yeah. we didn't even scratch the surface. But Well, uh, we'll sign off, and uh, until right, next perfect. time. Perfect. Thanks, yeah. Timon. Yeah, thank you. Hey, guys. Thank you again just for, for listening to Timon's podcast. Uh, thank you, Brian, for, for being willing to, to, to come out and sit down and just have an awesome conversation. Uh, guys, make sure to go follow. Follow his podcast. Follow Going Local. Uh, follow him on social media. He is just doing some awesome things, and I just want to promote him and the cool things he's doing. And, and guys, just thank you for listening, and thank you for sharing love and support. Um, and I just ask that you do the same for Brian. Um, you know, it's it's weird. This a little bit off tangent, but uh, you know, it's it's weird just um, you know t- to go out and have have people talking about my podcast without me kind of spring together. And so I really appreciate. Everyone that's listening, like I really do, it's uh, kind of weird how this is coming about, and um, I'm just loving the conversation, and I'm just enjoying this, and so hopefully you guys feel that, and you guys are enjoying it as well. Um, not sponsored by anyone, but I want to give a shout out to Sadie Sanchez and her photography business, uh, Sadie Sanchez Photography, check her out, book some stuff, she's doing some great stuff, and she has amazing work, um, if you know uh, if you are a business and you want to, you want a shout out, give me a holler. If you're a single man and you want to shout out, man, I'll give you a holler too. I don't care. Uh, I'll, I'll give anyone a holler. So, uh, I really want to promote people and, um, this is just a cool medium to do it. And man, I just loved having Brian on. He's just, he's doing some cool stuff. And I just love the fact that I get to share what he's doing to my friends. And so that's what this is about. And, uh, you know what? Thank you for listening. Because if it wasn't for you, um, I'd still be doing this. But I'm glad that you're a part of it as well. So, until next time, guys, this is Timon on Timon's Podcast.